This is the H Sticky Pod. Welcome back to another episode of Who's On First. I'm your host, Dwayne. And I'm Jason. And we are back, back. bringing you the baseball world as we, as see, we see it. And as there. we see in the background, what scores a Dodger game <laughs> right now? I'm like, I'm trying to multitask, but I'm very, very focused on this because this was my prediction, even though uh, I just want to say, because we always talk about who's on first first. I can say that so far I have been wrong about David Price being the closer. Uh, he has looked damn near terrible this year, um, but he's starting to come out of his little scuffle. I mean, he hasn't pitched in almost two years, so I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm letting it play out a little bit. But right New now, atmosphere. yeah, right now he's cl- currently closing the game for the Dodgers because the Dodgers have learned that Kenley Jansen is not great on back-to-back nights, but also uh, Corey Knable, who has been lights out. And honestly, I don't want people to read into this, but I really do feel like the Dodgers might have made, again, one of the best deals of the offseason because he looks like the Corey Knebel from 2017. And if he is, and they know that Kenley's most likely walking this year and they're not going to re-sign him, you just found your closer. You can easily extend him. Yep. Easily, because he's been just lights out. But um, before we get into the Dodger talk and everything like that, let's get into something that you wanted to bring up. Um, you wanted to tackle the uh, the no nos from Joe Musgrove and of the San Diego Padres, and of course, recently as yesterday, last Carl, night, yeah, Carlos Rend- uh, Carlos Rondon of the White Sox pitching a no no, almost a, almost a perfect game, one hit batter away, <laughs> one batter away, so. All right. So yesterday, obviously, the no-no happened for Rendon, but also an article came out from uh, MLB. They're moving the plate or the pitcher's mound back a foot in the Atlantic League, right. uh, the minor league. Uh, so I, at first, I was like questioning it when I read the article yesterday morning, like, why would they be? moving this back or is this something that they're tinkering with? Because you obviously know if you're going to try something, you're going to try it in the minor league, see how it pans out with the players. Right. And then you take it up to the big league because if the minor leaguers could get 40 to 50%, like, Oh, it, we're still, we're still playing normal. Then right. they, they, they'll try it up there. So my, I don't want to say it's not, it's kind of like my like prediction or something was is this because of how the pitchers are pitching these days? Because back when they first had to play the pitcher's mound, pitchers weren't throwing 100 plus miles an hour. Pitchers weren't didn't have a sinker that was 90 miles an hour right. and sliders that were high 80s, low 90s. Right. Uh, so that's where my thought was, was like, since batters just go up and they bat, they nothing's really changed. They yeah, they do different strength things, but batting is you have to see the ball, you have to hit the ball. It's simple. Pitching right. has evolved from you figure when baseball first started, they had probably like one pitch, maybe two pitches, and one was probably like, oh, we're gonna throw it underhand to make them not be able to catch it or see it properly, right. <laughs> and all this. Now there's like. Well, I throw the sinker, I throw the curve, I throw the sinker curve, I throw the sinker fastball. It's just a combination of different things. So I was curious what your take was on uh, or your thoughts were on them moving the plate back. And do you think it has anything to do with how pitchers prep and how with uh, just like if we go with, with Trevor Bauer, how he he studies pitcher pitching. He videotapes every one of his pitches, even right. his practices. I heard he watches his movement of his hands right. he, and you could just see, it's like, it's kind of like the, the rain man scenario in, in a hangover where he's at the bar and then all the numbers are popping up. Right. And so what is your take on, uh, or your thought on why they're moving the pitcher mound back? And do you think it has anything to do with how pitchers train these days? Uh, I think they're moving it back to try to see if they can limit. Um, I guess I wouldn't say make it make it fair because it is fair to me right now, but I would say that, that they're trying to basically test if they could uh, 
if if pitchers i'm assuming are having a an issue with uh the i don't want to say the atmosphere but essentially like the 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 games are being thrown into are they are they fair advantages for both sides or is it something where the pitchers at a definite disadvantage because i think this all stems from honestly this stems from when they started to allow the ipads in the dugout when they started to allow, allow the ipads in the dugout it basically it went from like because everyone knows especially when you play little league or if you just if you, if you just play any type of baseball everyone knows that the way you studied a pitcher was you would sit there and watch them you would watch them during the game and especially like your leadoff hitter or whatever, it, usually they would put the hitter with the best eye up there. And then he would kind of come back and give you a scouting report. Oh, he, he throws, he throws gas or, Oh, like his curveball is pretty good. Or, Oh, he's wild. Like his weight on your pitch and everything like that. Right. And now we kind of have a total different feel of all this stuff. Cause now you can literally after you're at bat, which I don't know if, if they're doing it yet. Uh, but I do know like uh, they are, I don't know if they're able to pull out the iPad in the dugout, but I know that, that they can still go back now this year, at least. And they're able to go back in the clubhouse to see like certain at bats and certain, uh, certain pitchers and pitches and certain sequences now. So I think MLB is trying to kind of weigh the pros and cons of that, because if, if pitchers are saying like, Hey, it's not fair that, you know, these guys, especially for a starter, it's not fair that they can go in the first time around and I can dominate second time around i can still dominate but the third time around now now they have all this this data on me they've watched film they see all this and that that's why usually for a lot of pitchers the third time around the lineup is terrible for them because all the data has been collected and things like that so i think they're they're trying to just tinker to see if they could make it as fair as possible but however i do think this is i hope this doesn't come to fruition because for the simple fact it's like Honestly, it's like pick a side. Are you going to be on the side of the pitcher or are you just going to be on the side of baseball in general? And the reason I say that is we already started this year by them saying that they've they've essentially deadened the balls. They've deadened the balls and we're still seeing a good amount of home runs, right? So also, I mean, from a, of course, I I wasn't a pitcher growing up. I mean, I did pitch growing up, but I was mainly a position player. So for me, looking at it, I look at everything from the standpoint of, okay, but if if you're facing Dustin May, who's throwing 100 miles an hour, and I'm able to square one up, I earn that. I don't care about the ball being this this way or that way. I don't care about what I had to watch. I earn that because he can just as easily K me three times and sit me down, right? So to me, it, it, it's a it's a kind of a give or take. Now to bring on your point about Trevor Bauer, the reason why Trevor Bauer is so good is because honestly, I don't think players want to put that much time and effort into being that good. And it's a different level because like someone like a Mookie Betts or a Mike Trout, you can tell they work tirelessly at being as good as they are. That's why they make it look so effortless, effortlessly, right? Trevor Bauer clearly is someone who he's like, I'm I'm not only going to work hard, but I want to, he's a very, he's a very smart guy. So he's like, I want to know down to the damn T why am I, I'm successful and how I can be successful. The whole idea of, of what Trevor Bauer is doing and, and the whole idea of analytics and stuff, that's not the thing that's actually helping him. What's helping him is he has a team that he's hired to put around him to do something that I think is very useful, not just for athletes, but honestly for the world moving forward. Uh, watching him this this season, because he's a Dodger, he's talked a lot about how after his starts or after his uh, bullpens and stuff, he basically has, he does all these tests that basically test his body to, to see the level he's at. And if his like uh i believe the 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 zones are color coordinated so if he comes in and comes in in the green he feels like i'm gonna go out there and have a great start because all like my arm strength is green my flexibility is green my you know stamina is green whatever right but let's say he comes in yellow one day for him he knows okay oh um i'm tired so this might not this might not go so well or XYZ, right? And he even uses it on days where he's not pitching just to train. 
So he'll go after a start and he'll be like, so I tested myself and oh, I found that my flexibility was was super low from the last time I tested myself, which means I'm tired. So I'm going to rest today. That is something that's genius to me because there's a lot of athletes, especially from the old school. And I'll bring up a person that uh, I feel like we both respect, Chase Utley. Chase Utley was a player who was tirelessly working out and tirelessly in the gym and stuff. And Corey Seager has kind of uh, patterned a lot of his uh, just natural uh, way of working out and training after Chase Utley. That could honestly be wrong because he could have been tired. He could have been like not at his top performance because he was in the gym too much or Mm -hmm. doing too much. Right. And it's like, to me, it works both ways. The stuff that Trevor Bauer has is working for pitchers. But who says that it can't work for hitters as well? Yeah. Especially if you know, like, when it comes to batting practice, when these guys go into slumps as a hitter, what, what do they do? They want to show up early and take extra extra BP. Oh, if I see more pitches, if I just get some more swings, I'll, I'll get my, uh, my timing back and I'll be good. But who's to know if you actually use the stuff that he's using, he might, you know, it might be like, no, your body's tired, man. Like, yeah. the reason why you're going through a slump is actually you're tired. You're overexerting yourself. Exactly. Right. So messing with like the mound and stuff, I don't think you have to do stuff like that. What I do think you need to do is they need to make instead of Trevor Bauer going out of his way to basically spend an absorbent amount of money to have all this technology, they should just start making this stuff standard for every team. So then at that point, you can't kind of complain if like Trevor Bauer's you know, pitching well, because you know what he's doing. We all know what he's doing. Right. And that was before all like the, the, the tech, the technology in baseball, that was baseball. It's like, you had scouting reports. You knew what was coming. If you saw Randy Johnson, you knew fastball slider. That's all you got to look for. It's like, yeah, do the best you can, but that's what's coming. Right. So like, I hate the idea that we're getting to a point where it's like, Oh, the pitchers are too good. And it's like, no, because freaking, you know, my, my grandpa would swear by Sandy Koufax. He would swear by Bob Gibson that nobody could hit them. And I'm like, I don't know, man, if they were in the, in the league today, they might get like banged on, but he was like, no, you don't understand. They were caring everyone like with no issues, no problems. Right. Sandy Koufax is considered one of the greatest pitchers ever. And he had what a six year run. Like it wasn't even that like long, yeah. And and but he was that good. So who's to say that Sandy Koufax in this era wouldn't still be that good? So I, like the idea of just oh because everyone's evolving, it, they're they're too good. So we have to start doing these extra things. It's like no, you don't. What's next? You're gonna start to move the bases further back because guys are too fast. Like to me, it just opens up a can of worms that I just don't yeah. want to see. And pretty soon, what stadiums are gonna have fences at 500 feet? Exactly. Like uh, yeah. freaking um, when the Dodgers came over to L.A., they used to play. I forgot the name of the stadium, but the stadium itself was like maybe 300 feet. Like, but they had a wall that was like 12 feet. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it was just like ridiculous stuff. Or Kind of like the Green Monster. Yeah, they play at the uh, Coliseum. That's where they played. And uh, it's like, so like, do you want to do stuff like that now? Or like, like, what do you want to do to just make the game more difficult? I feel like the position it in it's in right now is fine because you're not seeing ridiculous scores. It's not like every game is like 20 to three or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then there's a good one. Yeah. But it's like, it's been like that forever to me. I don't think it's to me. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but and then, oh, go okay. good. No, good. I was like, I was like, but they're going to test it. And I think they're going to find that honestly, it might hurt a lot of pitchers more because pitchers are very routine. Uh, they're, they're very routine players. And, you know, if you're used to something and then you start, you know, especially for a lot of people mentally, that foot backup, they're like, oh, no, I, I, like I can throw 98. Now I'm throwing 96. What's going on? Like, oh, it's my mechanics. And then they start to overexert themselves and then you have an issue. Yep. Before we jump to the next topic, I do want to give a shout out to the nice, I don't know her name, but that young lady from North Texas. The softball team. Did you hear about her? No. 20, 21 up, 21 down, all strikeouts. So she threw a perfect game? With perfect game? game strikeouts. Dang. So, so hats off to her. I wish I knew her name, but I knew she, she played at North Texas, uh, North Texas University. Uh, yeah, I don't remember her name, but I read the article and then I was watching some of the stuff and I was just like, what is going 
on. And then when you brought up like the old time players, something just clicked and made me think like, oh, that girl, I think it's just probably because how softball players. Oh, they're wind the, up. The, the, well, they're the pitchers. If, if you notice how major league baseball players, they pitched most of their, it's their arm slots for softball pitchers because they're throwing underhand. Their right. arm slots are totally different and which kind of resembles some of the old timers, how they would pitch. Right. So th- when you said it just clicked and I just wanted to give a shout out because I think that's very impressive, even for just it be, some people be like, Oh, it's softball, even for softball. It's like, these girls are beasts out there. Right. Like, I don't want to play against them. I know I can't play against them. I know I just look silly, but Hats off to the young lady at North Texas. I wish I remember your name, but hats off. Shout out to her. But see, that's something that I feel like needs to be a real conversation. Because if we're talking about all these other things, it's like, I, I honestly do feel like there's some women that could play the game. If they if, if they were allowed to or if they had the opportunity to, I feel like they could oh, yeah. do just as well. Like now, so. we've, I, I know and they had a, a girl in hockey when in the nineties, I remember, cause it was a big deal. I remember I had a, a hockey card. Everyone was getting, I'm like, Oh yeah. Uh, and then they had, a, you have kickers, girls who are playing kicking, uh, doing kicking in college sports. It's, I don't want to start another topic, but what we'll the, we'll just, we can tease it right now. Right. Do you think women should be, allowed to play in the major leagues uh i do but i would want them to of course they have to go through the same rigors as every other player so they have to go through if they can make it through single a double a and triple a why the hell not you've proven yourself especially if you're performing i don't see why not i agree and 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 that's just the that's always been my thing because everyone always some people have like such a big issue and they're like no there should be separate leagues and stuff and i'm like look when it comes to sports if you can do well at all levels you can play the sport it doesn't matter like who you are what your what your nationality sexuality whatever if you can play you can play yeah i just i only like see the only sport i am like uh is football just because right you see some of these guys are just tractor trailers and right. not saying that some girls can't handle it, but that's like my fears, like, especially with that one uh, college football kicker mm-hmm. this year where they're like, Oh, we're gunning the hitter. It's like, right. You're going to have people that are going to do that to try to prove a point. Right. And so that was, that's my only fear. And, but yeah, that's something that we can discuss further. I don't, we could have two, three shows just about that. Right, right. So. But let's get to uh, let's um get to right now, since we 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 talked about Joe Musgrove and the whole Padres uh having their first no hitter. Let's just talk about the Padres really quickly and let's talk about the, o- <laughs> the overall standings right now because now I'm gonna go back to a who's on first first. We said before the season started, I was like, everyone's picking the Padres. Padres are America's team right now, and I'm like, why? And they're going to find out when you're the team that everyone wants to win or you're the team that's supposed to win, it's a lot harder. You want to know why everyone was picking that? Because of their brand new $340 million toy that is injured. Like I said, I said, he, I felt like he hasn't proven himself enough to earn a contract like that. And barring he will be injured. Well, we saw what happened to a Dodger with shoulder issues last year. They're bringing, they were talking about reinstating him tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And A, do you think if, if he's slumping, do you think the injury is still there? Uh, yes, but I'll just say this flat out. The Padres organization is making a, completely huge mistake bringing him back this early and i understand it's a big series and i understand wait wait, first of all it's not even a big series this is literally game it's gonna be game 13 you're in the first month this is not a big series however i know people are going to bill it as what it's going to be billed as which is the two best teams in the national league even though on paper 
or in standings wise, one is and one isn't, but yeah. they're going to build it as the two best teams in the National League going at it. And it's the rivalry and things like that. But essentially, like you said, you're putting your franchise on the line for for an uh, a April series for what? For what? Because it won't matter. Let's just say the Padres ended up sweeping the Dodgers. Cool. That's great. There's still 140 some odd games left and that sweep won't matter the next time exactly. they play. So I'm just going to go out here and say, I don't understand it. But now as a baseball fan, do, do I want to see him out there? Of course. Of course. However, for someone who's also a fan of the sport and the, and the longevity of, of the sport and players like him, I just don't see the point as to why he should be playing right now, especially with the type of injury he had. If Cody Bellinger right after the Dodgers won the world series got surgery, it, it's, it's clear the only reason he played was because it was the world series. Of course. If it was which, season, rightfully so, rightfully right. so. I don't think, I don't think you keep off like 90% of the baseball players in the league right now when it's coming into the world series, like, Oh, I don't care if my arm falls off after this game, after the series. And so be it fine. But I got, one, I, right? I played, I played in the world series. Right. That's their goal is to be a champion. Right. So I understand that in this situation, I don't understand it, but again, sometimes I just feel like when it comes to the Padres, the organization and the fans, I feel like sometimes they care so much about beating the Dodgers more than they care about just being successful as a team. And that's all that goes back to my point about saying like, it's different when you're, uh, when you're the, the, the one that's hunted because now you have to play two expectations. Now you have to show up. And now every time you win or lose, they're going to look at you and say, oh, it's your fault. It's your fault. Or they're going to say, oh, see, these guys aren't in the Dodgers league or X, Y, Z. And it's like, it's a game. It's a game. Yeah. And there's going to be more bigger games and everything like that. But I definitely think it's a mistake. But what do you think about the Padres? Uh, kind of not a slow start because they, they are above they're four games above 500, but they're not getting off to the start that everyone thought they were going to get off to. Well, like we said, it they're a young team. They're they're still trying to build their nucleus. Now, if we want to compare it to the Dodgers, so you have leadership on the Dodgers team. You had you have Justin Turner, right? Who who's spilling nachos and everything else, hitting but bombs, hitting bombs and spilling nachos. But not saying the Padres don't have leadership, but they're a very young team. Justin Turner has like cleats probably older than some of these players right. on the Padres. So do I feel the Padres are in a position to be scared? No, because it's so early in the season. That's like, I was going through Twitter today and do you know me and my angels? Like everyone's like, Oh, the angels suck again because Rendon's injured. Right. But like I said, they're still, they're, they're a half a game out of first place. Mm-hmm. They they lost their first series to the, to uh, Kansas City, who's not a great team on paper. Oh, but they're they're leading the I believe the division. But but they're, but they're 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 rocking it. But on paper, right. they're they they're like oh, they're just another okay team. Right. Um, so I don't I don't see why like especially when it's shoulder injury and it's not like he got beamed. He's used. Everyone saw it. He. I feel like if they bring him back too early in two years, we'll be like, well, the fire sale, who are they going to trade? Because they have three players that combined for almost $700 million. So obviously the fans will stop showing up because that's how fans are in California. If your team's on Wayne, unless you're a diehard fan, the fans aren't there. Uh, um, it, it, we're, well, I'm all I'm there. Right? Like, hey, hey, Mike Trout, do you hear me? He's like, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> hey, Jason, hey, what's going on? How's the kids? <laughs> uh, but no, I feel like the Padres. See, they, I feel like they're trying to beat the Dodgers right. instead of and you and that's the worst thing to do is trying to beat a, a rival, someone in the same division. You. Especially and the the reigning World Series champs, you're right. not you can't sit there and say, "Oh, we're going to beat them." 
No, you don't want to sit there and say, oh, we want to beat them. When it matters is I want to beat them in October. Right. But in <laughs> April, you know what? If, if they take one game out of the series, hey, that's better than losing your product, your prodigy of the future. Right. So I feel like the Padres could be making a mistake if they are just trying to bring him back just for the Dodgers series because you know the Dodgers are going to now, oh, we have, we know his weakness. He's, he, his shoulders possibly hurt. So let's jam him inside. So he's right. going to mess up his swing even more. Exactly. Oh, and then we'll take, and then we'll take him outside. And then let's see he's going to overexert himself and he's going to get jacked up again. Right. So I feel like the Padres are just, are, are risking a lot with, with this, with something, like you said, 13 games into the season. Right. And uh, I know a lot of people who are listening or who are going to see this clip, they're going to say, well, the Dodgers, uh, they're putting their top three pitchers uh, for this series and everything. Uh, and myself personally, I don't understand why the Dodgers are doing that either. I feel like the Dodgers should have went into it with the scheduled lineup. I think it was supposed to be Urias, May, and then maybe Kirsch. But now they're going to go Kirsch, Bueller, and uh, Bauer all three games. To me, it's too early for that. But yeah, I'm assuming the thinking is we're going to go in there and send a message that you guys are basically like oh, your, yeah. uh, your little brother until we say that you're not little yeah. brother anymore. Um, but I do want to touch on the thing about Fernando Tatis and that whole injury. It reminds me so much, but it was like different scenarios, so much of Matt Kemp. Because when Matt Kemp, uh, you know, his MVP season and everything, he was on fire. And then, well, the, I, I say his MVP season, but we all know it was won by Ryan Braun and shouldn't have because he's a cheater. But whatever. So the next year, Matt Kemp is still Matt Kemp. And I believe that's when they go to Colorado. Matt Kemp runs into the wall, shoulder first, hurts his shoulder, takes a couple games off, and then he tries to play through it. And it's awful. And it's basically, it starts to the descent of Matt Kemp because he's hurt. I believe, I think he had like a torn or like a separated AC joint or like partially torn, yeah. like labrum, something like that. But he wanted to keep playing. So he kept playing. And of course, he kept doing terrible. And uh, his swing wasn't the same. And then he started getting booed. And then they finally took him out and put him on the DL. And then he had surgery and came back. But then, of course, because it's your shoulder, he wasn't able to uh, regain his form, his form early enough. And then he kept getting booed. And then towards the end of, I believe it was the 2013 season, I want to say 2013 or 2014 season, he finally kind of regained his uh, his old form. And then he got traded. And it was like, this all could have been avoided if as soon as he got hurt, the Dodgers would have said, you know what, just sit out because we just gave you a seven-year extension. It's like, yeah. why are we going to just run you out there for what? Yeah. And that didn't and have... And the Dodgers weren't like the best team at that time. No. So it was more of like a kind of what the, the Padres are doing. Like, Hey, let us get you out there. We need to prove like our shiny new toy that right. we spent a lot of money on is an awesome shiny new toy. Right. And just, I just looking at it from that perspective, which is why for me personally, if I'm a Padre fan, I'm screaming at them. Why is he playing? Why is he playing? Because Machado to me is solidified. Yeah. Regardless of what people think about Manny Machado, what they want to say about him, Manny Machado is a great player. And to me, I think he's always going to be a great player because the kid just plays baseball and he's good yeah. at it. However, Tatis is a great player, but we, like we said, he's not proven. So it's like, do you want to even add more pressure to him? Because now you're throwing him into, into the fire in this series where let's just say he comes back and he strikes out eight times and then he has a horrible series. Now, of course, the media is going to be like, Oh my God, like our, you know, the MLB's golden boy didn't show up when he was supposed to against the Dodgers. And it's just, it's too much pressure. Yeah. So I was just thinking of something when we're discussing this. I just want to look it up now. We know there's a Madden curse. Mm -hmm. Could there um, be an MLB the show curse? It's funny you bring that up because the people who have been on that, been on the cover of MLB show, uh, MLB the show, 
I think besides Mike Trout. Um, well, he, Mike Trout's never been on it. He's never been on the cover? Nope. It goes starting in 06. It goes David Ortiz, David Wright, Ryan Howard, Dustin Pedroia, Joe Maurer, Joe Maurer, Adrian Gonzalez, Andrew McCutcheon, Miguel Cabrera, Yasiel Puig, Josh Donaldson, Ken Griffey Jr., Aaron Judge, Bryce Harper, Javier Baez, and Tatis. Okay, so a lot of those names from David Wright to Ortiz was hurt. Dustin Pedroia, injuries basically ruined his career towards the end, at least. Um, uh, you said a couple more. Adrian Gonzalez was, was injuries. Uh, so based off of this graph I found online, um, it is saying the, the season, the war, David Wright was the only one that had a positive one. He was a 3.7. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon was a 0.8. And then Bryce Harper was a 1.1. Everybody else was down. Uh, the biggest one being Javi, uh, Javier Baez with a right. negative 4.4. Yeah, that was last year. So, so and then Puig. That was his bad year. Right. He was at a negative four. And then Miguel Cabrera year before that was at a, ne- a negative 3.4. So we all, we know about the Madden curse. Could, is there an MLB, the show curse? And I think I brought it up in one of our shows before. Uh, once I think when he first signed that big contract, I think mm-hmm. I brought it up and I said, Oh, he's on the cover. Is there a curse? So, so, uh, yeah, that was just something that just clicked. I was like, "Ooh, let me check this out." It could be. Now I don't want any Dodgers near that thing. Like, <laughs> leave my team alone. You're like Walker Bueller. You better not be on it next year. Dude, you Trevor Bauer, not. you better stay away. Uh, Kenley but... Jensen, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll sign somewhere else. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a good observation. There, there might actually be a a MLB the Show curse that's the, happening right now. The first time I thought about it was Yasiel Puig. Right. Because he was on the cover and everyone was like, oh, he made it before Mike Trout made it. And I think you might even said yeah, it. I said, I said yeah, that. but guess who's going to have a better season? And so yeah. that's, I just, it just, it just crossed my mind because obviously today being Jackie Robinson's Jackie Robinson day, mm. that will be the show Jackie Robinson edition drops, drop today. So that made me think of that because it's on my mind, like, oh, it will be the show. Right. And I was like, oh, four more days. And four trust more me, days. Uh, for us, there will be a game analysis when, uh, when it does come out. So don't think there won't be. But oh, we'll have different opinions. PlayStation yeah. 4, uh, Xbox, Xbox Series, Series S, or S whatever. Yeah. And then when I get a PlayStation 5 or something. <laughs> But um, I wanted to just touch on uh, the standings right now. And I want to give uh, my biggest fear right now in the NOS, and it's not the Padres, it is those damn Giants. And damn it, this was my fear. And this is why I didn't want them to get Bauer. I didn't want them to get, uh, to, to get Yasiel Puig uh, because for people well, again, out there <laughs> uh, right um but for people who uh who just know uh the ins and outs of baseball or at least follow it closely enough the giants have a lot of the dodgers former staff yeah they have their former gm they have their former i believe player director which was gabe kapler as the manager so that team has a lot of dodger influence on it right now and of course, just like uh, Farhan Zaidi, who's the Dodgers or who's the Giants GM, you know, he has an eye for talent. He's very analytical and they've been able to build a pretty decent team so far that, like I said, they're in second place in the division. Of course, it is only 12 games and it's it's very early, but that's what I don't want to see because the Dodgers have never played the Giants well. They do. They always have the worst time uh, playing the Giants at 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 AT&T um it's that's my fear the Padres will never be a fear to me until they prove that they can beat us however the Giants it's like routinely they beat us and I just I never understand it but I want to give just a shout out to them because so far they're doing very well and I had them in fourth and and I'm going looking at the standings and that was something we both touched on we're like well the Giants on paper are older 
However, it's the Giants. And for some reason, the Giants always seem to make it happen. Um, something I want to touch on about the standings is something we were both were wrong on. Washington. Besi- yeah. Besides Colorado having yeah. the worst record, Washington, three and seven. It, I know that first series, it was kind of a... Weren't they delayed because of COVID testing and all that? Mm-hmm. So there was that. But Washington, I was watching earlier today, I was watching the, the Arizona game and versus Washington, and I turned it off after a few minutes because that's the inning that Arizona was just going crazy. And I was just like, holy cow, Washington is looking like trash right now. Yeah, Washington, I believe because of the uh because of the COVID uh situation, but also it's just they're they're missing some pieces uh from that team. Like Josh Bell isn't playing currently. Yeah. And he was a big reason why I felt like they had a, a great chance yeah. to make it, but he's not playing. Uh they're you know, Juan Soto can only do so much and he is yeah. pretty much that damn team at this yeah. point. And uh, I mean, the Dodgers just played them, and we swept them handedly. It wasn't even like it wasn't competitive, really, except except the yeah. game that that Scherzer pitched, and that wasn't that competitive. Yeah. Uh, and just looking at that team, I was just like, I'm still, I'm still keeping my pick. I still feel like that they're if if it's not going to be Atlanta in the East, it's going to be Washington. But I feel like they're going to make a surge later in the year. But if they don't turn it around soon, then it won't matter. Right now, the standings in the East are the Mets, Phillies, Florida, uh, Miami, Atlanta, and Washington. God, the, the East is, looks so weak. <laughs> I know. Just look, go through the standings. Like you can see like the teams, like in every division, like, oh, this team's doing, these are the powerhouse teams right now. Right. And then you get to the NL East and you're like, they're all separated by like th- three games between first and, and, uh, last place to uh, nationals but those three games it's not like there's big gaps between only no. one would be in the west and the nl west is the big gaps right and then something we both were wrong on was the al east i think our east coast were yeah. we're a little east coast bias <laughs> our west coast our bias, west coast bias is making the east coast bias uh we're trying to rub off on that with our West coast because we both had Boston kind of like towards the bottom of the barrel and they have the best, the best record in the national league or the American league. And they're right behind the, uh, the Dodgers for having the best record in major league baseball. Right. It's, 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 it's a surprising start, but I'll just say it's because it's early. it's It's early. It's early. Like I still feel like they're now I'm not to say that, to me, this isn't uh, sustainable for them. Yeah. But looking at the team on paper now, I feel like they might just end up in third. Because I think yeah. I had them. I had them in fourth. I had them. Uh, yeah, I think we both had them in fourth. I think uh, we both had it was like uh, New York, uh, Toronto, and then Tampa Bay. Right. So I, I think they might end up uh, in in third at this at this point. But I mean. Good for them. I'm, I'm very happy for Alex Verdugo. I'm, I'm I'm glad he's getting his just due because I was the one player where honestly I did not want him traded. But of course, I mean he he landed us Mookie Bet. So hey, uh, <laughs> I can part ways with that. I'll do that trade uh, twenty times over if I have to. Um, but just shout out to them. And uh, of course, I'm always happy for Kike because Kike is back on a winning team. It seems like so. Uh, you know, I'm happy for all of them. But I feel like they'll end up in third the the yankees eh, <laughs> like i mean i know again everyone on paper had dodgers yankees for the world yeah. series but so far i we, don't know. i think we both had what dodgers white Sox. yeah and yeah. even white Sox are in third but they're in they're central which everybody is close it's like seven and four seven and five six and seven six and seven six and seven the the tigers are are surprisingly decent they, they are especially sweeping the astros so aj hicks was like i'm about to beat that ass he's for y'all. like, he's like ready you, you you make me the, the scapegoat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they they are in a five game losing streak right now i love to see it 
I just I, I, so do I. I I love it. it. Besides Colorado Rockies, they're in the long the losing slump right now. Oh wait, let me let me get my my who's on first exclusive right I, now. I, I know you're going to. I know you're I, going to. Let me get it because I'm looking at the AL standings right now. I believe I said the Mariners. I said, hey, no one's gonna. No one's gonna. Everyone's gonna call me crazy on this, but the Mariners to me, because I said because we talked about this last year, and I was like, the Mariners are good. Just that they're very young, but I'm like they're they're good. Yeah. Once they figure it out, this is gonna be a whole problem. Well, it was I saw something on what was it Tuesday or something. It was like Corey Seager and Kyle Seager, and they're both batting like 347. And I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. Uh, the one thing that I I'm taking from the AL West is my Angels. They're right now they're a half game out of first so they're seven and five they lost rendon for 10 days to a growing injury uh, uh they lost dexter fowler for the season and right, I saw that. He, his career may be over how they're talking about it uh do you think what's your take on the angels they're outfield do you think they should explore trades uh free agency or should they bring up some minor leaguers? They have Brandon Marsh. They have Joe Adele, who are two out, uh, alpha prospects. Where I was going to be my first question, uh, why is Joe Adele in the minors? Did he, uh, h- How was his spring training? Because I remember when we talked about it, you said that he wasn't doing well. He wasn't doing well. It's He still needs more time. He's his fielding. He was having fielding issues. He was having hitting issues. He's a great talent. This kid's, regardless if he pans out to his level, he's still a great athlete. Uh, he will he'll be that scrappy player if he doesn't hit like the superstar status where they were all like, oh, he's going to be a superstar. He's going to be that player you're going to be like, oh, I want him on my team. Right. He's not he's not a superstar, but I want him on my team. He's he has the tools. Uh, I was thinking about it today. Because I was reading an article how they're looking at, oh, possibly Brandon Marsh bringing him up. I was like, why don't they do something crazy and sign Puig for a year? The, see, the thing with Puig right now is his uh, he has to clear his allegations first. Of course. Of That's course. the only thing. Like, If he can clear that, and then, then I would say they should definitely entertain it. And I feel like especially because you're, you're getting a player with his talent at a premium, especially, and, he, and he's trying to basically show teams that I can play still and please yeah. sign me and I won't be a headache. So I feel like he would definitely be ready and willing to do whatever. And especially with a manager like Joe Madden, I feel like he can really speak and, to him. And that's the only reason why, like, like I was thinking, I was like, okay, if they need to bring an outfielder in, who are they going to trade for? Who are they going to give up? And obviously, like... I, 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 it's ridiculous how some fans are. It's like I saw like on Twitter, it was like Jacob DeGrom to the Angels for Joe Adele and like two other prospects. I'm like, they ain't cutting it. They ain't no, cutting it. No. They ain't cutting it. You're going to give up like the top three prospects and Joe Adele. Like, and it, like it, Mike Trout's right leg or something. Yeah. You're not, Jacob DeGrom's not leaving unless it's free agency. He ain't getting traded. Right. And then I was like, okay, well, if they, who, who is out there that's they could go for that's not so a uh, high target in in that could play right field and then i was like well why don't they just go after puig because joe madden is a good manager and he can help he's helped a lot of peep players you figure it where everyone goes well it was theo epstein that brought them the world series they wouldn't have had the world series without joe madden right so i was just like if we had Puig and Trout right in center, where when Puig was on that cover, that would have just been like every person's dream. Like, oh, I have these two people in my outfield. Right. And with he he's he has talent. It's I just feel like obviously said he has to beat the allegations. I feel like he was at his best when he was in LA. It, he. Mm-hmm when he was in Cincinnati and Cleveland, he was good, but he wasn't at his best. Right. And I feel like if he was going to get a shot, 
I'd sign him for one year. Uh, I also look at it like this, too. Um, the Angels, they have options, especially for, from certain teams. Like, uh, Colorado is very weak, but their outfield is actually kind of decent. And there are some players that if you want to go there and you want to, like, and you want to give up something decent to get something decent in return, like, Ryan McMahon is there. Ryan McMahon, I think he's leading the league in home runs right now. And no one saw that coming, but the yeah. the guy hit another one tonight against us. Like he he's he's he might have figured it out. But also I look at them, they have Sam Hilliard, they have uh um Blackman. No, not well if they want to go there. Uh, well they, but, they ain't gonna go there, but they uh, that's right, right in there. If they yeah. want to go there, but I was it's it's one more guy. They uh I, I wanna I think his last name is Oh my! Oh, uh, Chris Owen. There you go. Couldn't think of his name, but uh, Chris Owen. Oh yeah, he's he's been playing well. He's been extremely annoying against us this year. Um, and I'm like, there's some trades to be out there, but also if they want to just look at something that could be more of a permanent thing. Uh, this is just from watching the the uh, the Dodgers lately. The Dodgers' weakest player right now, in my opinion, is AJ Pollock, and I love AJ Pollock as a person. I think he's dope, and as a, as a player, especially when when he's streaking, he's 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 amazing to watch. But I I just look at AJ Pollock, and sometimes I, I feel like he fits this team personality wise, but I don't think his talent fits the team. And at this point, I feel like he's expendable, and if the Angels wanted to go there. They could, and I feel like it would be an easy, either a salary dump or just like we're trying to clear some space because yeah. we're, like we don't need AJ Pollock at this point. Yeah. Because now Zach McKinstry, who is looking like our early favorite for Rookie of the Year, is tearing tearing the cover off the ball, and the kid can just flat out hit. He's proven it at this point. So I'm like, do you really want to take his bat out of the lineup to try to fit in AJ Pollock, or do you, do you would you just want to give him the ball and be like, hey, we have. McKinstry and left, Mookie and right, and and when he comes back, Cody Bellinger in center. Like so, they're the, like the Angels have options, but I wouldn't be surprised, especially if 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 Puig beats the allegations. Then I, I think they they definitely need to do that. I would I would I would kick the tires to see what I'd I'd call Rachel up and be like, Yo, what's it going to take? Why not? I, it, it 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 especially you got to remember he wants to play. He's had some bad years. He's had some issues on the field and off the field attitude issues. Obviously this other allegation issues. Um, He has something to prove that he can still be in this league. So it's kind of like a win-win because if you sign him, you're he's, he knows he's not going to get a multi-year deal. No. So he knows he has to earn. So you're going to get a player of his caliber and his talent that wants to earn a spot on a yeah. team. And what's the worst that could happen? Oh, okay. We could trade them during the, at the trade deadline. We could, which kind of like what Cleveland did or Cincinnati did. Uh, we could, if we just let him go, it's, we just eat the rest of the contract. We're going to pay him anyways. Right. Uh, but what could happen from it is, hey, look, we have the most potent right center field duo because at one point, you got to remember, they those were the two top dogs. Right. So I I just I I was wanted to get your take, obviously, because being an ex-Dodger uh, and Angels needing right field help, it was just something that I was, re- I was thinking about today. I was like, why won't they? Why don't they just kick the tires? Yasiel Puig is best when he's motivated and he's going to be extremely motivated. Uh, You know, if if he beats these charges and he gets another shot, that's why I feel like it's a definite, like to me, it's a no brainer. But also the thing that, that sticks out for me is that your lineup constructed right now, I believe you guys have who's, who's cleanup. Is it Otani? It depends. It was so, Usually it's been uh, either like Justin Upton or uh, Rendon. Uh, I think Pujols was last night. So it's you have a mix, and 
uh what's his name um uh marsh or yeah walsh marsh i can't think i can't remember but yeah so he, uh so yeah they they have a decent four hitter i he could be even like a six hitter because you he could be right behind justin upton and now I wouldn't even want to go against that. To me, I just look at if you put him anywhere before or after Mike Trout, I feel like you're going to see him have a career year. And that's yeah. just period because his best years with the Dodgers is, was when he was behind Adrian Gonzalez and he was behind protection when he was yeah. behind Justin Turner. Uh, and, you know, he he fared the best then. And, and I feel like on a team where he doesn't have to be the man because he won't be the man Yeah. Um, here. I feel like he would do very well. And like the the thing about Yasiel Puig is for him to, I don't even think is Puig even 30 yet. I don't think he's even 30 yet. I think, I think this is his 30 year. Let me check. Like double check that. But for him to just be hitting his thirties or whatever, there's way too much talent in, in there, in there to me. He is 30. Okay, so for him to just be hitting 30, there's way too much talent to say that he's done. Especially yeah. when uh, he was on, what, last year he was he was in Cleveland? No, last, last, year, time, last year he didn't even play. No, last year he didn't play. The last time he played was 2019 on Cleveland. Right, and before that, you know, that same season he was with the Reds. So to me, it's like, since he's left the Dodgers, he hasn't had, like, the best opportunity to really show what he can do. Yeah, so that's why I feel like in a good environment, and I feel like the Angels would be the best environment for him. Honestly, uh, I feel like he can do a lot of damage. Yeah, but I mean, hey, one thing we didn't touch on, uh, real quick before we end this, uh, the Yankees trading for Odor. Yeah, that, that was something I was like, oh, I just was surprised that. Odor shaved. Yeah, I was just like, oh, he looks like, weird. Because we, yeah, that's first thing when I saw him, I was like, what the heck? But yeah, it's it, they didn't need him. No, it was like it. It I just was thrown off by that. I was like, hold on, what? Like, obviously, t- Texas is rebuilding, right. so they're trying to let's go younger, let's get rid of people. And I think I even said it before, like they're going to trade. They're the Texas. I think when we're talking about doing our season, like. uh before season i was like they're going they have to start trading these people they traded uh elvis to oakland right. and i they're trading all their old people yeah. um which is rightfully so when you're trying to rebuild uh get out of the salaries but the yankees picked them up and which made no sense to me Didn't because they don't need them no there's other teams that could have needed that would have taken them probably and gave me a lot more colorado yeah, like, just like, that's one team right there. Like, and I was just looking at that, like, what? Like, what was the point of that? But also, again, just going back to, and this really will be the last thing I'm going to say. Going back to Texas, if they really want to rebuild, they hold a major piece in Joey Gallo, and I feel like they know it. And like Joey Gallo is always going to be like, he's like the, uh, if he just doesn't strike out a lot, he'd be yeah. great because oh, defensively yeah. he's amazing. He hits the ball to freaking Jupiter if he wants to when he does make contact. The only thing yeah. is he doesn't make contact a lot. However, yeah. I feel like once again, same thing. And and this is it's because uh, seeing what the Angels are doing right now, that's something that I would entertain. Honestly, yeah. if you know that Dexter Fowler is not going to come back and if you know that, OK, if we can have him be be behind like a Mike Trout or someone, he's going to get a lot more pitches. And that lineup would be scary. And, oh, and then definitely. You, don't, you don't have to worry about defense because the dude plays gold glove defense at like so many positions. Yeah. So just to me, again, no brainer, but we'll see what happens once well, we get to the all-star break. I think the only, I, I think the only reason why the angels wouldn't do it is because I think what is he have like one year of control left? Yeah. So the, you know, the, the, the price is going to be steep. Do I feel he's going to be traded? If they were smart, they would trade him at deadline because you know that's when the teams are going to be selling or buying high. Right. And even if you were rebuilding, he has one year of control left. And does he is he going to stay there? If he was going to stay, 
this is usually when people start getting these big extensions. Right. So I feel like, I don't know. Uh, I just feel like Texas needs, needs to rid themselves of that whole. Do, do a cleanse. Do a yeah, big cleanse. Just, just start over. And yeah. to me, with Joey Gallo, I think he's the last piece to starting over. So they, they got rid of Kluber. They got rid of everybody except for, at this point, him. Yeah. So that's just my thoughts on that. But uh, that is the end. I do want to say, give me your prediction on this This uh, now, I guess, anticipated Dodgers-Padres uh, series this weekend. Uh, Dodgers are going to win the series. I don't know if they're going to sweep it. It all depends on Tatis. If he comes back the first game, you'll we'll know. If he comes back and you can see he's struggling, then they're gonna they're gonna the Padres will be stupid and will keep putting him out there. And I think their best bet is if he's hurt, that's when he just if even if he swings one time that first pit that first at bat and you see he's not doing it, put him back down. Send him back down. Why waste? You're gonna just you're just gonna create more injury, and or you're, he's gonna get in his head. He's still young, so uh, I think the Dodgers are gonna take the series. Uh, like I said, I don't know if it'll be a sweep, but they're definitely taking the series. Uh, same. My heart hopes that they sweep. Oh, of but, course, your heart hopes. My heart but, hopes they lose, but <laughs> but my. Uh, my my fear is that the the Kirsch game is going to be like the probably the tightest game the, of that series. Yeah, and uh, th- but I, w- I I will get a little more detailed and say that I think this will be the series. If there's a Kenley Jansen hiccup, I don't think he gets the ball anymore as close. Oh, I yeah, think it, I think it officially goes to Corey Knebel, and we just kind of leave it at that. If he gets a hiccup in this series, now if he ends up doing his job in this series, then I think he's bought himself at least until the all-star break. Like, but if he gets, if he gets shelled in this series, you know, like the internet's going to go crazy and Dodger friends are going to kill him. And it's just going to be just ridiculous. So um, I look, that's going to be one prediction. Also, I definitely think that Trevor Bauer is going to cause a bitches clearing brawl. I'm saying this now, he is going to cause a brawl. I know and this, from- and we've seen a lot of benches clear already <laughs> in thirteen games. <laughs> I know we've, this. This has been the most exciting like start of a season. Right. You've had we've had two no hitters. We've had what? How many benches have been cleared? How many like, players have been ejected? Like you have players three. being ejected for just like celebrating, uh, 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 getting past the past the catcher, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like so, it's just I, I definitely feel like. Uh, I think Bauer, he's he's closing out the series on Sunday. Oh, he's I, definitely going to do some shit. I, I, I just he has feel to. It. I feel he has it. to. He especially, has to. Especially if Machado's playing. I just feel oh, it. Oh, yeah. I hope he goes out there and like, one eye again. <laughs> and then, I'm telling you, I know it's going to, I told my wife, I'm like, look, he, he, he keeps doing that whole one eye thing. Someone's going to hit a homer off, off that. They're going to run, run the bases and be like, one eye. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then the benches. <laughs> like, yeah. That's my thing, but we'll see what happens. Uh, hit them with hit them with. All them. right. You can follow me on Twitter at Salinas Jason, S-A-L-I-N-A-Z, and Jason Common Spelling, and on Instagram, Jason Salinas. Uh, and, of course, you can – uh first and foremost please you can uh listen to us on apple Podcasts, spotify all dsps please leave a five-star review it'll help us get up the itunes charts help us reach more people but if you don't want to go through that hassle the easiest place to find us is www.hdiky.com you'll have who's on first you'll have how do i know you you'll have put them up to a boxing podcast, a whole bunch of other stuff coming soon. So please uh, go, go to the website, support. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything monetary yet, but um, not till we say, <laughs> not till we say, but of course you can support by just listening and spreading it to friend or foe. Uh, it'll definitely help us. Um, and of course our socials are on Twitter at on first who on instagram at who's on first underscore and you can follow me on twitter at dc junior 13 on instagram at dc junior 113 but 
we will definitely see you guys next week. And hopefully, if there's a benches clearing brawl, we're going to break this whole thing down, how it started, <laughs> where it stemmed from, everything. But uh, definitely we're going to get into no, it. If, if, if there's bench clearing bra, then we definitely need to start telling people, like, you better start paying us. We'll give you the picks. Like, right. we, we, <laughs> we've been on, we've been right about a lot of stuff last season I, I, and yeah. so far this season. I'm tempted with DraftKings. I'm tempted to be like, you know what? Let me let me develop a gambling well, well, addiction right now. Well, I I saw uh, that uh, Pete Rose is now doing bets. Like uh, he's picking bets for people. So uh, Pete's never going to be in the Hall of Fame. Nope. <laughs> um, but the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh yeah, that's different. Um, but so we'll definitely see you guys next week. And like I said, we'll talk about MLB the Show. Dodgers, Padres, and a whole lot of other stuff. But see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.